Hello, welcome, welcome to another video in the Empowered Leaders Membership Group. I'm so glad you're here with me this morning. So on today's video, we're talking about two of the principles of nature. We've been talking about that the last few weeks. Uh, we've got another couple of principles of nature, number seven and eight. Uh, there's a total of 11, so we might be done with these principles of nature next week. Depends on uh, what I think about those last three remaining principles. Uh, but we're talking about balance and interconnectedness today. So first of all, let me just preface this that I've done a lot of teaching in the past on the difference between balance and harmony. Because oftentimes, uh, I would say probably nearly every week, I've got somebody reaching out saying, oh my gosh, Michelle, how do you balance you know, work and, and home life? How do you, you know, especially now that we're in COVID times and most people are working from home, they're saying, how do I do this, right? And so uh, I would refer you back to, actually I'm gonna put in the description the link for our, um, our search engine and go in there and you can either type in balance or harmony. Uh, I think if you type in harmony, you'll probably get more hits to choose from. And that really talks about the difference between the two. So in, in essence, balance is the idea that, uh, actually it's kind of a myth in, in my opinion, that you can do everything at, at the equal, I guess, energy level. That's not true. Whereas harmony says that there are some parts of your life that come to the forefront and some that come to the to the background. Uh, you know, let's say you've got a great schedule ahead and one of your kids gets sick at school, right? Well, that throws out the whole balance thing, doesn't it? Um, but when you look at life from a more harmonious aspect, then uh, you'll you'll have more peace. So go to that searchy link and input either balance or harmony and see what you come up with, okay? Also, I it was very intentional with including these two principles of nature together, not because they're ordered seven and eight in my, in my materials, but because uh, when you have a more balanced life, you can be more connected with other people. And when you're more connected with other people, you tend to have more balance in your life. So I'm gonna share with you as we go through, uh, gonna explain each one of these, gonna give you three statements that you're gonna wanna write down. So if you don't have something to write with, uh, stop right now and go grab something. So you're gonna write down these three statements and then you're gonna give yourself that rating of one to 10. One being low, 10 being high, where are you at with that statement, okay? And then at the end, I'm gonna tell you how these two are really connected to each other and invite you to think about what kind of homework you wanna do for practice this week, okay? Awesome, so let's get started. So first we're talking about balance. Uh, you know what, I just realized, let me grab in my book here. It's helpful to actually have the statements that I wanna tell you, right? Okay, so balance. The, um, again, go back and listen to that balance and, and harmony video through the searchy link because that's gonna give you a lot of background if you feel like you need it. Um, if you followed my work for a while, you probably understand the difference between balance and harmony and you don't need to listen to that, okay? But the first statement for you to self-reflect on is, I balance my work life with my personal life, okay? Now keeping in mind, you know, it's, it, this idea is more of the harmony, right? 
Um, but how do you do that? On a scale of one to 10, where would you say you're at with this one? Uh, I know for me, I have had experiences before where I uh, have worked 50 to 60 hour weeks, like that was no big deal. I remember when I was a child care center director and everything really was falling on me. Uh, it was easy to work 60 hours a week. Uh, I, I would go in on the weekends to try to get stuff done because there, there was so much to be done, right? And I think during those times that my family really suffered. Uh, I have also been in a time where I was doing one job that uh, I really liked the job, however, it required so much travel. Uh, and I would have to have my in-laws come and get the kids on the bus. And, you know, it was just a lot to, to juggle and to manage. Uh, and it was not uncommon for me to be traveling on the road for two, three months at a time, only being home for maybe a day or two or maybe on the weekends. Um, and you know my family time suffered for that and now I'm really trying to look at things a little bit differently especially since you know the stay-at-home order initially began about six months ago almost seven months at this point uh, you know we had a lot of, of family time six months of just being together right and I found it very difficult or challenging to navigate okay but I've got to get this stuff done but yet you're right here, like literally right here in my living room, right? Um, so that was a little bit different. And now that the kids are back in school, I'm looking at it as, okay, I can design this however I want. So, you know, they're usually typically gone by 7.30 in the morning, so I've already had my study time and I'm, I'm ready for my day. So I'm gonna record all my videos, I'm gonna do my teachings, uh, and then I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I have that after school time off. So, you know, they get home about three o'clock. So right now I'm only scheduling calls up until about 2.30 and then uh, I get ready for them. And I don't schedule anything else until about four because that allows me to connect with them, have that time with them, right? Um, so I'm, I'm really navigating, okay, what do I want? And I think the thing that's helped me the most is, is giving myself permission to do whatever. Uh, instead of having that blame, shame, and guilt come on me saying, oh, I'm with my kids, but I really should be working, or I'm working, but I really should be doing school, saying, you know what, everything has its own time, okay? And then the, there's this idea of the difference between doing and being, right? Uh, I, I did a podcast recently talking about my, my journey to, towards health. The last couple of weeks I've been a little, uh, I won't say under the weather, I've been in an, an intense state of healing, and uh, my connection to nature and how I went outside and realized I don't ever just go outside just to hang out anymore. I always have a purpose, an intention, right? I'm either walking to my car or I'm, I'm out taking a walk. I might be enjoying nature, but I'm, the purpose is to take a walk uh, and I don't just go and enjoy, right? And, and so for me, this is another one where I need to back up and say, whoa, am I focusing on doing something or being somebody? And when you really focus on this idea of being, you get more inspiration, um, you definitely have more rest, you decrease your stress, you increase your peace, which allows your brain to be creative and solve problems, which guess what? Allows you, when you do go into that doing time, 
to to have more inspiration and do the right things. So, you know, where are you at with this balance idea, this being and doing and, you know, working and, and spending time with yourself and your family? Okay, now the second statement is, I usually see things from a balanced point of view. I usually see things from a balanced point of view. Now I find it interesting, um, you know, that that somebody would say something like, uh, "I watch this news channel because they have an unbiased opinion." Uh, that's actually an oxymoron. You can't have an unbiased opinion. An opinion, by definition, means that there is something that has led you to that that belief, which means the thing that led you that's a bias, right? Now biases are not bad, especially you know when we acknowledge them and say, hey, this is my thinking that led up to this, right? So having a bias is not bad. However, you know, we really wanna be into this place of being open, willing, and curious, not only with other people, but also with different ideas. And one of the things I often see leaders struggle with is they have a preconceived notion of this is how it's supposed to be. Now, that notion could come from uh, their own experience or the opposite of their experience. So maybe they had a bad boss before and they're like, oh, I'll just do everything that they did the opposite, right? Or maybe, you know, they read a book and they're like, I, we're doing this. And maybe somebody on your team suggests a different idea, but because you read that book and you're so into it now, uh, you dismiss it, right? You're not open, willing, and curious to see what can come towards you. And when you're able to have this balanced point of view, it's really about releasing judgment. So releasing judgment about the person that gave you the idea, the idea itself, uh, you know, what the idea could do for, for you or your team. So for example, um, you know, I, I was working with a team once and they were doing strategic planning and somebody very new to their team had really only been hired in the last three months, didn't really understand what was going on with the team anymore. Um, still trying to figure it out, I guess I should say. And as we're going through strategic planning, I noticed this person had some great questions, but the, the other people in the team were really kind of discounting what she was saying and just saying, oh, she's new here, she doesn't know. And I was like, well, wait a minute, let's back up a little bit. That's a valid question. Right? So do you entertain different thoughts, ideas, and questions, or do you dismiss them because they don't fit in with what your reality has been up until this point? You know, it, it takes all pieces to make a puzzle, right? And, and sometimes we like to, to do the puzzle, but we realize, you know, oh no, we have pieces missing, and we'll just go over here and create our own pieces when somebody on our team has the piece right there, and all we have to do is say, okay, I'll take your piece, okay? So how are you doing with that, that balance point of view, one to 10? All right, so the third statement about balance says, I recognize the importance of balancing the masculine and feminine aspects of my life. Okay, so let me break that down for you because most people don't understand what the masculine and the feminine side of things are. So I'll start with the feminine. The feminine side is, uh, if you know Stick Chick, the feminine side is more of your subconscious, okay? 
It includes your feelings, your um, intuition, right? So your gut, uh, because the reason why it includes your, your gut or your intuition is because your subconscious mind actually processes information a million times faster than your conscious mind does. So when you're using your conscious mind, your logical reasoning, trying to figure something out, but your subconscious mind has already figured it out. Okay. So when we say we're using our intuition, um, it's really meaning that we're connecting with our subconscious brain and saying, okay, what have I already collected about all of this? And let me bring that up into my conscious mind. If you want a book about this one, um, Malcolm Gladwell's book called Blink is an amazing book that describes the science behind this intuitive process. So there's feelings, intuition, that also is receiving affection. So taking that in. Um, there's self-image, and this is about uh, how you see yourself really internally. So thinking about I am statements, if you say I am blank, whatever you say after that is, is what you see yourself to be. And then there's also this connection to the divine. So again, I, you know, I'm not here to tell you, you know, what to believe or talk about religion or anything like that. Um, different people are on, on a different path as far as that, but thinking about the connection to the divine means that there is something outside of you that is greater than you that you are connected to. Okay. So I know some people actually that are in this group, you are very connected to your feminine side. Now this has nothing to do with whether you, um, you know, identify yourself as male or female. It has everything to do with, uh, you know, the different parts of the mind that you're more connected to. Okay. I also know for myself that I've struggled to get into connection with this feminine side. And let me explain the masculine and then I'll tell you why. So the masculine side, again, is kind of the opposite. We're using our conscious brain. Uh, and in our conscious brain, we have this desire to get stuff done, right? To achieve, to get it done. Um, this is the place where we give affection. So that's still another doing thing. Um, so you're, you're going out of your way to maybe serve somebody, to do something for somebody else. Um, your logical thinking is there. So your executive functioning, anything where you've got to figure out how to do something. Uh, the, the self image that you portray to the outer world is located in your masculine mind. Uh, so, you know, you might feel a certain way. I see this a lot with people who come to me for coaching on how to uh, do presentations or speaking. They have a certain mental image of themselves that they, they have inside, and then they have this other side that they kind of present to the world. Uh, so you, you kind of need both. And then instead of being connected to the divine, which is like this spiritual energy kind of place, you have much more of a connection to the physical. So people who are very connected to their masculine side love data, facts, figures, research, things that you can um, track with science, right? Uh, and so for me, I have honestly, the majority of my life, I've been more on the masculine side, uh, much more about getting stuff done, serving other people, um, you know, giving affection. Absolutely. I love to give it. Uh, I, I've struggled with receiving that. And so if you were to, to kind of put a continuum where, you know, masculine is over here and feminine is over here, where would you be on that continuum?
for myself, I'm more on the masculine side, but I'm trying to grow in the feminine side. So the essence here is that when we're talking about balance, we want to have all parts of that, right? So it's, it's funny to me when I talk to a lot of people who are like squarely in the science camp, right? And then you're, you start to talk about some of these energetic principles, uh, quantum physics, basically. And if they don't know quantum physics as a science, then they get a little freaked out because they consider it more of, you know, a non-science thing when it's actually many people say quantum physics is the purest form of science. It allows us to have a connection to both the physical and the divine. Okay. So those are the three topics having to do with balance. Uh, the next one is interconnectedness. So I, I want to say this first, that interconnectedness is really understanding that we are all connected. We do not need to be in the same room. We do not need to be in a Zoom together. We do not need to have these forms of communication that we set up for ourselves. We as people are all connected. Uh, we're connected by our energy fields. Uh, again, this is a quantum physics thing. This is not some, you know, kooky, spiritual, new age thing that Michelle came up with. I'm not, you're not in a cult, I promise you that. Uh, but quantum physics really explains what they call the field. And the field is this idea that all things are kind of in um, uh, a matrix, I guess and we're all connected. And so if I have a thought and I send it out to you, you're going to have some sort of connection to me. Think about it this way. Have you ever gone to text or call somebody on the phone and they're already texting or calling you? Because you thought about them, you sent out those energy waves and it came right back to you. Kind of like a radio or Wi-Fi connection, okay? Um, science is proving this, so it's not a hokey thing, I promise. Um, so that's really important to understand because when, so I'll give you an example, this video, before I get on to talk to you guys, whether it's in this video or before I get on to zoom, I check my energy. Where am I at? Uh, I want to make sure I'm in a good energy so that when I do this video, you capture that, right? So that, you know, if I'm sure I could get on here and I could talk about, you know, principles and I could do a bunch of teaching and just be in a, let's say a bad energy, right? So just a down kind of dumpy, sure, let me talk about this, you know, but you're going to feel that, aren't you? Yeah, we're all connected, whether you're on a Zoom live with me or watching this video and in a recording, okay? So again, there are three statements. You want to uh, label these one to 10. So the first statement on interconnectedness is, I carefully consider the impact of my decisions and actions on others. I carefully consider the impact of my decisions and actions on others. Carefully consider the impact of my decisions and actions on others. So for example, um, if you are, I know there's a couple people in our group who are trying to figure out, do I go back to school or, um, you know, get a degree or, or certificate or go to this certain training? 
we would want you to think about how does that apply to the people in in your life so for example you know to say i'm going to go back to school let's say you know when i was trying to figure out to go back to school for my phd my my kids were still really tiny i mean i'm on year seven here finishing this up and i there was a lot for me to consider it's not just a decision about me it's a decision about all of my family right um, I was invited to a retreat here in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited to go. It's going to be an amazing time. And I, of course, individually, I was like, yes, I want to be there. However, it, it was going my, my daughter's birthday. And so I said, well, just give me a minute. Let me check in with her and see, see where she's at. Now she's turning 14, so she really doesn't care if I'm there or not. And she told me that in her own way. Uh, and I didn't take offense to it. I was just like, okay, it is what it is. Uh, but it was that like, let me just check real quick because as much as I wanted to go, I really wanted to make sure that it would be okay with her because we're all interconnected. I don't want to do something that's good for me and not good for her. Okay. Um, another thing is if I don't do my daily study, guess what? It shows up. It shows up on my podcast. It shows up when I'm doing these videos. It shows up when I'm doing Zooms, when I'm doing coaching calls. It shows up. So uh, as much as I love my daily study for me, I also realize it, it's important, just as important, maybe more important, that I do it for you because we're all interconnected. And, you know, the last thing on this one is that... Um, Gosh, let me be real, okay? Uh, I'm trying to stay off social media. It's a little difficult when you're trying to build your business and part of social media is, is helping you. Um, but ask yourself, should I say this thing on social media? Should I reply to this person? Uh, really take a moment and pause and consider how is saying this thing or typing this thing going to help or hinder somebody else? Okay, just by taking that pause and remembering we're all interconnected and what, what spirit or energy do you want to give off when you're saying that? Gosh, if everybody did that before they jumped on Facebook or Instagram, the world would be a better place, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, check yourself. What's your motive for communication? Do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? So especially those of you who are in a supervisory role, who are trying to get people to maybe make a change, ask yourself before you come into that conversation, what's your goal? Are you trying to be right by telling them what to do or are you trying to be in relationship? Okay. All right. Uh, I would highly recommend actually the podcast episode for tomorrow. I've already recorded it. Uh, it it's talking about this idea of what do I do when the other person is wrong? Okay, so if you struggle with this one, telling people that they're wrong, uh, you want to listen to that podcast episode. So that the date for that one is going to be October 17th. Look for the title, What Do I Do When the Other Person's Wrong? Okay. All right, so the second statement is really talking about the golden rule. So it says, uh, I treat others as I would want them to treat me. I treat others as I would want them to treat me. Okay, that's the golden rule. I'm not gonna talk a lot about that one. Although I will say this, that the golden rule works really well when you're just getting to know somebody or you have an acquaintance. So maybe you're you know, out and about in town. 
you know, and smiling at people, even smiling with your eyes if you've got a mask on. Uh, but, but when you first get to know people, you're using the golden rule. As you're getting to know people, I say you're using the golden rule plus. And what that means is, you know, the golden rule says I'm going to treat you as I would want to be treated. That's awesome. However, if you look at things like love languages or uh, I did a podcast episode. This would be a great one for you to actually check in on Searchy. Look up the six love supplies or just type in love supplies and, and you'll get a, um, I think I did two episodes on it. This is where we talk about, um, it's very similar to the love languages, but there's a couple in there that are very different. And so when you think about the golden rule plus, it's understanding that First, I start with, I'm going to share love with you because I would like you to share love with me, right? And then Golden Rule Plus says, but you see things differently than I do. And so I might have, let's say, a, a love language of, of physical touch, right? Uh, I don't, by the way. Uh, my husband and, and my youngest daughter definitely do. Uh, my son, he actually has, his top one is just spending time. I mean, we could be sitting in the same room doing nothing. Uh, or just watching TV and we feel connected. Uh, the other two, they need some, some physical touch. My, my 13 year old, do not touch her, right? That's not her physical love language. Uh, and so Golden Rule Plus says, I'm gonna treat you the way that you want to be treated. So I would not just go up and give my 13 year old a hug, but an act of service she would appreciate, a gift she would appreciate having freedom, choice, and control to do what she wants to do, she definitely appreciates. So absolutely treat people as you would want them to be treated. And as you get to know them a little bit more, change things up, flex yourself, your communication, um, so that you're treating them as they want to be treated, okay? Um, okay, so the last statement uh, to do a one to 10 rating on is, I honor and respect the feelings of others. I honor and respect the feelings of others. So there's a, a couple things I want to talk about, and, and it's related to our DISC personality. So if you haven't, you know, looked at anything to do with DISC, go back to the relationship building model uh, module, and in there is a ton about DISC. So the D and C personality types, they are very task oriented, okay? They can definitely be good with people, but they're more task oriented. They tend to struggle with other people's feelings. They do not understand why feelings have to come into play because, you know, the D type is like, feel, we don't need to talk about your feelings. We just need to get stuff done. And the C type looks at feelings as like, why are we even talking about feelings? That has nothing to do with the data, statistics, and research here right? Um, so if you're a D or a C type personality, I need you to understand that the other people, feelings are really important. And remember, you know, when we were talking about balance, there is a place for feelings and intuition to come into it, okay? So if you find yourself being really on the masculine side of things and very logical and like, nope, this is, this is how it's going to be, you may want to let up a little bit and let some of those feminine feelings and intuitions come in, okay? Um, so the one thing I have to say to the C's and the D's, I need you to understand that feelings are very important for the other people and 
when you honor and respect those feelings, when you don't discount or dismiss them, you actually get to the result that you want to get. Now, you may have to structure that in a boundary type of setting, right? So maybe somebody comes in and they're you know, telling you all about all the drama that they have in their life. So maybe you have to say something like, hey, I really wanna to talk to you about this, but you know, can we do it at this time, right? Um, or say, I, I, I've got 15 minutes, go, right? Um, so honor and respect those feelings. And then for the people who are on the feeling side of things, so the I's and the S's on the DISC profile, are very people oriented. They tend to be um, much more connected with their feelings. So sometimes they can get caught up in their feelings where you know they're, they're maybe a little more on the feminine side of things and they just get caught up in it. So sometimes they're coming to you and they're reaching out, unbeknownst to them many times in my, my experience, they're reaching out for a little bit of help. Help me understand this confusion that's going on. So for those D's and C's, if you know that that's your goal, there you go. You, you, can, you can get something done in that conversation, right? Um, also, they can get very confused as to why you're not acknowledging feelings. Uh, you know, because to them, feelings tell us something. Um, feelings help point us in the direction of the work that we need to do. So for them, you know, it's so important, but you're not focusing on it. So do you see how, how that might be a little bit of a challenge? Yeah. So if you'd like a, a great 20-ish minute video that talks about this interconnectedness in, in much more detail, again, use that searchy link and put in the four minds. Uh, if you haven't watched that video, you're gonna wanna watch it. It's, it's using the stick chick model. Uh, and it shows not only this balanced approach, but also the interconnectedness, okay? All right, so we are wrapping up here. A uh, couple thoughts. Um, you know, when you as an individual are working on how to be more balanced in your life, you have an opportunity to be more connected with the people in your life, right? So if I'm, uh, you know, taking more time for my family, I'm gonna be more connected, right? And if you take the opportunity to increase your, your connectedness with other people, really focus on that, you're gonna naturally see a change in the way that you balance your life, okay? So for example, the, that DC person who says, okay, I don't understand it, but I'm gonna acknowledge the other person's feelings, automatically you've got interconnectedness and you've got more balance in your life, okay? So a couple of things I was thinking of as we were going through. First of all, I want you to pick one of these. So pick either balance or interconnectedness for your homework. Don't try to do them both. You can always circle back around later if you want to, but just pick one and uh, you know, totally up to you which, which one you pick. You might wanna increase one that you're doing really well in or you might wanna focus on one that you're, you're maybe not doing so well. And pick one small action step. Okay, so for example, maybe you're working on balance and you're a doer, an achiever, a get stuff doneer, right? <laughs> maybe you just go outside and sit for five minutes every day and do nothing, right? Maybe that's your action step, your homework. Um, maybe balance is, you know, uh, noticing when somebody else is in either the masculine or the feminine uh, point of view, right? So just noticing, it, it can be for yourself, and it can also be other people. 
So, so not trying to be more of one or the other, but just noticing that, right? Keep it simple. Or a couple ideas for interconnectedness might be um, trying to pause and understand why somebody is saying something on social media. So rather than jumping right into, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm going to refute that or I'm going to attack that or I'm going to agree with that, pause and try to understand where that person is coming from. Uh, another one for interconnectedness is noticing and honoring your team members' feelings. That's it, just noticing whether you want to notice that, you know, internally or whether you want to notice that out loud. Um, but just getting into the practice of noticing feelings, okay? So pick one, uh, work on it. Uh, I, I'm really excited to hear what you come up with. So with that, there's two ways that you can share your new learning. So Thursday, we have our Zoom. Uh, I know that this is a time that doesn't work for everybody, but quite frankly, it just is what we're doing right now. Uh, we're gonna keep that Zoom time from now until the end of the year, and then we're gonna change the time, okay? Probably the same day, but we're gonna change the time a little bit. Um, so I know there's a lot of people who are listening to those recordings. Keep sharing your learning with us, okay? And if you are not involved in our Telegram group yet, I'm gonna include the information in the description. Uh, sign up for the app. It really is a cool app. It's a free app. It's, it's for texting. Um, you know, you can text people without having their phone number, so there's safety and security there. Um, you can set up notifications or not, totally up to you. Um, so if you don't want your phone or your watch or anything dinging at you, you it's okay, you don't have to. Um, but that's the place where we're gonna kind of hang out, where I would love to hear from you, which one of these are you choosing? What's your action step? What did you learn? Uh, especially if you can't jump in on the Zooms with us on Thursdays, that's a great place to add your learning so that everybody in the group gets to learn with you. Uh, it's also a good place to ask a question. Uh, I do have the, the opportunity, if somebody asks a question, I can do a, a quick video on Telegram and answer. So it's, it's just another way to, to gain some insight. So I'll leave that information there. If you're not on Searchy, or excuse me, if you're not on Telegram, go ahead and download the app. Again, it's free. And then we'll get you connected to our group. So Telegram, uh, Zoom this Thursday, do your homework, and then go and use that search engine link to find more information about one, one or more of these topics, okay? Awesome. With that, I, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye-bye.